0: well good morning church good morning it's a gift to be back with you on this eighth day of the new year hopefully your first week of 2023 was filled with an awareness of God's goodness God's presence uh, in your lives and in the lives around you happy New Year's Um, we were absent last week as the family and I were just north of Nashville exchanging gifts love um, Laughter and germs with my extended family. (laughs) So my brother from Florida came up with his kids, and they had some germs, and we received those. And uh, so, (laughs) and my my mom got sick. So anyway, all is well. All is well. We're all healthy now. So, but uh, but it's good to be back. So grace and peace be with your spirit as we gather for this Epiphany Sunday. Every year, actual Epiphany falls on January 6th, uh, which was this past Friday. And always, it's, it's the 12th day of Christmas, on the, and on the 12th day of Christmas, my true love, true love gave to me what? It's up there already. Okay. <laughs> yes, 12 drummers drumming, apparently with horse heads. So, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, Epiphany fell on Friday, January 6th, and so this is the first Sunday since friday so epiphany marks the official end of the christmas season and now we enter into what is known as the epiphany season which will take us all the way up to the beginning of lent which this year starts on ash wednesday the pastoral joke uh which is february 22nd this year so the epiphany story is uh the epiphany the epiphany story that is read every year is indeed the visitation of the magi these wise men, these pagan astrologers from the East, who had noticed a new star, uh, which for them indicated a new reality was emerging in the world. When this odd star, this anomaly in the sky appeared, they set out on pilgrimage, carrying gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, As they were seeking the lights, and that light was soon to be revealed as the light of God's presence. These Gentiles from the east set out with intention, which for them meant a reorientation to this new reality, and it must have been a courageous journey to say the least. I'm not sure how much knowledge they had about what exactly was happening in the world at this time, Only that they simply had to go and they had to see for themselves. They had to see for themselves what this new light found in the sky, what this mysterious light was all about. They, in their seeking, in their pilgrimage, they were then participating in that very mystery. They were participating in this mystery not yet fully knowing what the ramifications would be of this Christ child coming to live among us, what those ramifications were going to be in total. Friends, we too have been invited. We too are constantly being invited into this mystery of Christ as well. So instead, you know, we had the story earlier um, from... Gail with the story of the wise men coming to, the magi coming to visit the, the Christ child that's found in Matthew chapter 2. Though this morning I, I just felt prompted to, let's, let's do the Ephesians text instead. <laughs> so, so Ephesians chapter 3 is what we'll have our focus for today. And it's on the mystery of Christ, which is also about an epiphany. It's about a revealing A discovering something that has actually been true the whole time. And yet was hidden for generations past. So we'll dive into this profound and rich text from Ephesians in just a moment. Though I do want to ask this question first. How is it that you receive this word or this idea of mystery? Mystery. Someone says it's a mystery or just... The word itself, the idea. Is this a comforting word? Mystery? Is it an intriguing word to you? Maybe it's an intriguing word. Mystery. Uh, Does it in any way make someone feel uncomfortable? Are we all, are, are you one who is welcome to the mysterious? Like who took the last cookie from the cookie jar? a mystery. Who did that? <laughs> right? Or do you simply have to have things figured out? Uh, if you're like my mother in any way, you tuned into, into and watched religiously Angela Lansbury's Murder, She Wrote, right? 1984 to 1996, in the great network of CBS. Each episode providing a mystery to be solved. And perhaps you liked these shows because you knew at the end of the 46-minute episode, because of commercials, the mystery was indeed going to be solved by the end of the show, right? And certainty would, ruin, would, would rule the day, no longer a mystery but fully revealed who done it. Or perhaps your jam was Unsolved Mysteries, which aired from 87 to 1999, a show determining. Uh, are documenting criminal cold cases and paranormal activity. These, uh, these series of mysteries never becoming fully known, okay, providing no degree of certainty about what actually happened by the end of the episode, hence the name Unsolved. All right? So which is it? You'd want to know at the end or not know at the end and, and be stuck with Wondering about it mysteries are fun and exciting to figure out but if not revealed can be super frustrating amen who took that last cookie i was hungry (laughs) today's text in ephesians is about mystery but it isn't the mystery that we engage with in shows like murder she wrote or unsolved mysteries or even who took that cookie It's a different kind of mystery altogether. It's a different sort of mystery. Those things in the the shows are about moving from not knowing to knowing, from not knowing to knowing. It's an either-or reality. This kind of mystery in Ephesians, however, is much different. So our text this morning in context, the first two chapters of Ephesians, covers a great deal of theology, and it talks a lot about salvation and the purpose of the church. In those chapters, Paul already talks about how salvation is available to all the Gentiles. He's already covered this. Uh, In our passage today, chapter 3 of Ephesians, Paul speaks a little bit more about his own experience of grace and how God has been working both in and through him and he eventually brings focus to this mystery of Christ and what that is mystery of Christ as a central focus so Paul at the time of the, of this writing is believed to be in prison and we shall start with verses 1 through 4 are you ready I'll wait. Anyone ready? Okay. Thanks. (laughs) It's good. It's a new year. New energy, right? Come on. All right. Okay, here we go. So for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I've already written briefly in reading this then you'll be able to understand my you'll be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ a couple things to note here as we pause note that Paul doesn't say he's a prisoner of Rome or the authorities he says he's a prisoner of Christ prisoner of Christ Jesus i find this super interesting and super compelling right Uh, Rome, or the authorities, might be thinking, hey, we're winning, Paul's in prison. And Paul's like, think again. For For it's because of his ministry to the Gentiles that he is in prison, and it is also for their sake. For their sake. Paul says that this mystery was made known to him by God's grace, and Paul has some insight into this mystery. Now this mystery, for some reason or another, was not made known to people in other generations, as it has been revealed by the Spirit of God, God's holy by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. Pause. Wait a minute. This mystery, that God's salvation is for all people and not just Israel, hasn't this been spoken of already? Hasn't this already been revealed? This shouldn't be news. This isn't actually a mystery, okay? This idea, truth, reality has been hinted at, like clues and Murder, She Wrote, (laughs) right? Has been hinted at many times before now. Before Jesus came in the form of a baby, here are two examples. We'll start with Genesis chapter 12. Next slide. I will make you, you into a great nation. This is Abraham. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. What's the next word there? It says all? It says all families? All families. All families on earth, will be blessed through you. Okay? Next. So in Isaiah, we go to one of the prophets. He says, you will do more than to restore the people of Israel to me. Not just Israel, folks. Not just Israel. I will make you a light to all people. All means all. All people. And you will bring my salvation to the... Ends of the earth, to the ends of the earth. Hmm. This is just Exhibit A and Exhibit B, right? Of many throughout the Old Testament, leading up to um, even our Ephesians text, mystery of Christ. Gentiles are fe- fellow heirs, full fullness of participation in salvation. It had been known beforehand. Here's two examples but not in the same clarity as it has been brought now with Jesus. Okay? Not with the same clarity as it has now been brought with Jesus. It's really important to pay attention to this word as. The next slide there. As. The next slide. Yes. Um, It was known, but not as known as it has been revealed today. Okay? All right? It's now been revealed to uh, by the Spirit. This mystery actually has been true the whole time. It's actually been true the whole time. It's been present forever. It's now actually though being lived out, understood, and proclaimed. And that by the Church, this isn't Plan B. It's not Plan B. It is a mystery not in the sense that it's something to be figured out, but rather a mystery with an invitation to be lived into. So even just looking at this word mystery, mystery of Christ, right? So this mystery is not something unknowable, but mystery is, can be looked at as something endlessly knowable. I'll say it again. Mystery is not something unknowable, But mystery is actually something that is endlessly knowable. Hmm. That's interesting. The Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, partners with Israel, and sharers in the promise of Christ Jesus. Because once you have God, Jesus, Spirit figured out, (laughs) you, you don't. It's endlessly knowable. Means we haven't arrived in our understanding, in our comprehension, in our experience, in our encounter with Jesus. What a beautiful mi- uh, mystery. Amen. Next, Paul speaks about his passion and devotion to this mystery. I've become a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, it's okay, Paul. This grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the incalculable riches of Christ. I love this verse, these verses here. As I was studying this passage, I took some time to look at the different translations of this passage Uh, each translation providing some nuance specifically of this word incalculable okay now i'm not as well trained in greek as john is john can you pronounce that greek word (laughs) it's a tough one And perhaps because it's so difficult to pronounce and to say, I struggle. I didn't even want to try it it myself, right? So thank you, John. Uh, Because, I mean, then I look at all the ways it's translated. Ooh, look at this. Boundless riches of Christ, unfathomable riches of Christ, unsearchable riches, immeasurable riches, endless treasures, untraceable riches. It's really beyond words. Or as Michael Scott would say. words it's really beyond words it's really incalculable (laughs) which i struggle with that word too (laughs) it's really beyond words the riches of christ it's really incalculable i can't (laughs) just like the greek word in itself (laughs) it's hard it's hard to pronounce right so it's to preach to the Gentiles this incalculable riches of Christ, and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. Paul says that by God's grace, he is committed to sharing about this mystery, this continual and endless, endlessly knowable truth, endlessly knowable. He has committed to making this mystery known. We know that it it was not smooth sailing for Paul in his effort to share about the mystery of Christ, right? For he was rejected, beaten, imprisoned for proclaiming this mystery time and again. Now we as followers of Jesus, Gentile believers, we are, Gentile believers who, have, um, who, have, who we also have sought this light, we are now co-heirs. We are members of that same body. We are partners and sharers together. And so my prayer is that may, may we receive that same grace of proclamation of this wonderful, life-changing mystery that we have now come to know and continuously and endlessly come to know. Not that we're going to end up in prison like Paul, but we do it for the sake of others. Amen? For the sake of others, for the sake of you Gentiles. So may all people have access to this uh, incalculable riches of Christ, unfathomable It won't run out. It won't run out. There's enough for everyone. All people. Everywhere. Across all generations. And so we uh, come to the final part here, this conclusion. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God's grace grace is shown in the mystery, shown and the mystery of Christ is revealed through who? Through the church. Hmm. Through the church. So much so that the heavenly beings are, will marvel at the mystery of God being displayed through the church. Through who? Well, through Christian Union Church down the road. Or Great Oaks Community Church. Or St. Mary's Metamora. Or maybe even Metamora Midnight. Right? Through the church. Finally, verse 12. Paul shares more about the benefits that we have in Christ. It says, in Christ and through faith in Christ we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Anyone else struggle with these, these words? How often do I use the words freedom and confidence to describe my approach to God? Church, this is a helpful reminder that this in Christ Is true. And yet, how often do I, rather than using freedom and confidence, I use words like duty and doubt? Or I use the word cautiously approach God. It's a bit of my struggle. But I'm grateful for this passage on Epiphany Sunday today. For it serves as a reminder that I have, in Christ, freedom. I've been given freedom, and I've been given confidence. How about you? This mystery of Christ, which one can know endlessly, is that the whole world has access to the very riches of Christ. The whole world has access to the riches of Christ. There is enough. So a couple things just to close here. So, I just invite you to, to contemplate this mystery. Let's just hold it. This mystery, not known once and for all, but a continual and endlessly knowing mystery as the mystery continues to be revealed in fresh and new ways in our lives and in the lives of this church. I mean, just think of our own understandings of Jesus and the mystery of Christ. Our own knowledge, our own awareness, our own understanding, experience, encounter, our own comprehension of Jesus. Think of how those have evolved over the years. you believe as if you think of the first year you like Jesus and understanding who God is? Has it changed? It continuously is an invitation. It's a mystery. You think you have it figured out? Mm, mm, No, keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. So we just contemplate the mystery. finally, Paul made it his life's purpose to proclaim this mystery of Christ. And it just begs the question for me, do I have that same call or that same passion? This mystery has been and will continue to be revealed. That is endlessly knowable. Uh, Friends, there's too many people out there. Many, far too many, in a post Christian world, they have no clue about this mystery. This mystery is still waiting to be discovered for the first time in our neighborhoods, in our classrooms, in our workplaces. In the marketplace, we're invited to proclaim this mystery. May we do so with freedom and confidence. I thought that this quote from um, Thomas Merton was good. As a magnifying glass concentrates the rays of the sun into a little burning knot of heat that can set fire to a dry leaf or a piece of paper, so the mystery of Christ in the gospel concentrates rays of God's light and fire to a point to set fire to the human spirit. May he do that with our church.